Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Michael Bellavia of HelpGood.com, which has a very unique niche and model, which I'm excited to dive into. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about Help Good, because you're not a traditional marketing agency helping for-profit companies, correct? Correct. Uh, We have worked with some, but really we focus on working with nonprofits, foundations, any organization focused in a purpose-driven way on kind of furthering social good, advancing the common good for all. Okay. So how did you get started? Uh, It was kind of not planned at all, kind of stumbled into it. Uh, Prior to this, I was running something very different. Uh, I was running an animation production company and we're making googly-eyed cartoons for kids. And we started doing like a lot of interactive things for kids, like online games uh, and stuff. And then we got a call out of the blue from the ad council and they asked us to make a couple of websites for kids to teach them about energy efficiency and keeping oceans clean. So wow. that kind of leaned into our work. Uh, and then it kept on, and then th- those two things turned out great and it kept on coming back to us. And then other people from nonprofits started contacting us and it just, it didn't look, most of those requests didn't look like our googly-eyed stuff. So we set up a separate DBA called Helps Good with an S. Uh, and then it just evolved from there. Over time, we got the Smokey Bear account and that, gave us a lot more visibility. So we've been working on Smokey Bear social media for the past decade now. Uh, and then it just ran the gamut so until about 2016. I wound up partnering with somebody that I used to work with, who was my client at the Ad Council. She left. We partnered up and created a separate LLC, and we've been focused on this kind of work ever since only. That is absolutely fantastic. I am sure the longer version of that story could probably go in a book if it's not already. So... I'm going to ask the elephant in the room question that our entrepreneurs and other agencies are asking. Um, can you make any money serving nonprofits? Can they actually afford you? Yes, you can make money doing it. You have to work with particular kinds of nonprofits because the vast majority of nonprofits really shouldn't even be nonprofits. They're like an extended project, an in-memoriam thing that just doesn't have the staying power for the long term. So there's a whole realm of things that should be kind of fiscally sponsored projects. But we tend to work with more established uh, nonprofits. As I mentioned, we have worked with some for-profits, but like we worked with AT&T on their anti-texting and driving campaign. Uh, 
So, but it's I wouldn't kind of a public service announcement type of thing. That's the thing. Anything that's like that, that's in the public good, that's the that's kind of thing I work on. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely can make money. I'm not uh, there. I'd say this. I'm not making. I during the time that I was making all that googly eyed stuff, I was there were some years that I had gangbusters years. Uh, like we worked with uh, the Beanie Babies folks, Ty. Wow. And so uh, that those were kind of heyday times, but this is much more fulfilling. So you have to think about capital in a more expansive way that it's not necessarily that you're gonna be living in your mansion, riding your yacht, uh, but I'm very content, happy, have a lot more flexibility in my life. Uh, I'm a dad now. It just, it totally shifted my life in, a, in lots of positive ways, really. So that is beautiful. Now, are you, and we'll get into this stuff in a minute, but are you then, if you're working with nonprofits, is that your client is essentially a committee on that nonprofit, whereas as opposed to like if you were working with a regular small local business, you might just deal with the owner? How does that work? So usually we tend to work with kind of like a marketing director internally. So that's that's the scale of the nonprofit that we like to work with. Got to be for- big enough to have that have big enough to have like work with a team. I mean, there are lots of people want to get into the social impact space and they want to work with nonprofits, but they don't know how. Usually I say, go for the smaller ones uh, and the ones that don't seem to be kind of, that don't have their act together in a lot lot of ways, because you can make a big impact. Usually there isn't somebody who has a marketing title and it's like the last thing on their list that they're thinking of. So if you can go in there with a solid pitch and really kind of look at what are the things they need uh, beyond awareness? Are they really looking at growing their volunteer base? Are they really looking at growing their donor base and then seeing how you might be able to be of service to them? So that perfectly segues into my next question, which is what is the majority of your work for them? Is it creating marketing that helps raise them more money, awareness? How does that type of stuff work? So it, we were really squarely in the world of just awareness building in the beginning. Uh, and then it's evolved over time. It moved into kind of virtual actions. So as I mentioned with AT&T, we wanted to get a bunch of hand raises to saying, I pledge to not text and drive. Uh, so that was, again, awareness building, but getting people to do more than awareness, like really kind of to emotionally and psychologically commit to a cause. And then that's further evolved into uh, fundraising. So we've had, even during this time of COVID, we've helped a relatively small nonprofit in the East Coast called Filling in the Blanks raise like almost close to a million dollars in a short period of time for school lunches for kids. So it a lot of the times the awareness building is in service to something else. So like we've worked also with the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. So there we're not fundraising, they were really awareness building in terms of what everybody can do to be involved in preventing sexual assault. Uh, so it's awareness building plus education. So it gets into the world of social marketing, which is different from social media marketing, but social marketing is where you're trying to change beliefs, norms, habits, culture itself. How do you measure that? Uh, so it can be quantifiable if you look at let's say smoky because that's an easy one you're trying to look at what are the number of wildfire starts each year by humans what acreage has spread uh and but then more often than not it's so there are so many factors that go into that that are beyond your control so we do use proxy measures everything from just like what is our reach in social media been this year what's our engagement how many people came to a site we look for these proxy measures because 
there, like when you are dealing with a long arc of social movements and social change, sometimes it can happen in an instant, like what we saw this past year with BLM in terms of like a total shift of perception really out there. But then other times it takes multiple evolutions uh, really in terms of like, if you look at the LGBT space and like how that has evolved over time. And now it's like, once it happens, then it happens and people kind of take it for granted that it happened really. And you're helping drive that, which is fantastic. Talk a little bit. I mean, the ripple effect must be huge for you because you're, it's not just, hey, we got some sales of your product or service. It's we're literally changing lives. So that's the, I mean, that's the biggest part of this that is rewarding. Going back to that whole kind of, uh, I'm not on my boat yacht mansion thing. I'm just imagining a mansion on a huge yacht. Uh, awesome. So really, we look at things like that. So like we worked with the Ad Council on the launch of Love Has No Labels, which is a campaign about addressing implicit bias. That was awareness building. And I do think that we helped shift the gay marriage debate because that it was that commercial that had the kissing skeletons. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it was like a big, it's one of the biggest campaigns out there ever from public service perspective. But like even in New York, we helped advance paid family leave a few years back. Like when you see things like that go, go down, that really is rewarding. And we've been working with LA County on the homeless initiative and really kind of because pre-COVID, homelessness was a huge issue. It's the number one priority for a county residents. But now during COVID, it's totally shifted because I think a lot more people are going to slip into if they haven't already slipped into homelessness. So yes, it's it though that's where I derive a lot of rewards from, honestly. That's I mean I would too. That's absolutely incredible. So what are the types of services you're providing for these nonprofits? What are they hiring you for to help achieve those missions? What are the things that you do for them? Sure. So it's full service marketing communication. So it's everything from kind of that research strategy, campaign development, uh, all the prep work going into all the tactical implementation, executing on that tactical implementation, and then optimizing it uh, ongoing. So in some cases, it could be any that whole stack. In other cases, it's just one element of it, like build our website so that it really converts more inbound leads into donors or uh, help us with an email marketing campaign for our end of year giving strategy. Uh, in other cases, it's really, we need to revisit our mission because now that uh, kind of racial equity is a new priority for us. How do we revisit everything that we do inside of our organization? And not just from a mark marketing communications perspective, but at an organizational resource level to make sure that they're fully executing on their mission, even as they're doing the work of furthering their mission, so. You, there are so many missions and so many deserving causes. You can't do it by yourself, obviously. Talk a little bit about the amazing team you've built. Uh, so a lot of the folks that we work with uh, really some of them are the same people that I worked with when I was working at that googly-eyed company. Uh, they're just now doing different kind of work for me. But uh, that's been helpful, especially during this time, because you do, again, you do need to be very resourceful when only working with nonprofits. Uh, and you have to lean into sometimes maybe not being able to pay the biggest rates to folks. So they have to also kind of feel passionate about the work that you're doing and giving them an opportunity to work on something other than like, I don't know, powdered dessert, cooked food, dessert mix marketing and stuff like that, which might pay their bills. Uh, so uh, that's been a big thing. And we have team based, I'm based in Los Angeles, but we have team based here in LA as well as in New York. So that's also been a benefit to us that we've, uh, and then now we even have 
team members based in Alaska. Uh, so it really, in some ways, we were already prepared for quarantine time and working in a virtual way because we were taking a digital first approach to the work that we did. So you've worked on some absolutely amazing movements. What would be, what would you say? What's one that you're most proud of? Uh, so I mentioned a couple of them, like that Love Has No Labels bit and Smokey, just because they're just, they were so huge, they're so big. Uh, but one that was kind of a goofy thing was more like a, a lark where it was during the, like the two election cycles ago with Romney and uh, Obama, when Romney made that comment about Big Bird, I happened to be on Twitter at that time. And then I put out a hashtag, save Big Bird, hashtag million Muppet March. And oh my God, that's awesome. it got a ton of retweets. So that by, during that debate, I had set up a website, I had set up social media channels. There was another guy who had already built a Facebook page. We partnered up. And by the end of that broadcast, we had like 11,000 fans on this Facebook page. And then within a week, we had 20,000. And we actually organized a march on Washington, showing support for continued funding of public media. Uh, and it got... It didn't get a million, but it got 2,000 people out with puppets marching in the streets, kids and families. That was like, I mean, do I think that we changed? We helped Obama win? I don't know. I'd like to think we had a little bit of that because there were, there was a, we got a ton of media coverage all over the world for this thing because it was such a goofy thing. And it just taught me that you don't always have to come at these causes in a very earnest way. Like, we want you to do this. We need you to do You can come at it from totally left field and really make change happen. Uh, so that was kind of a rewarding experience overall. I bet. Is there a mission or a cause that's on your bucket list that you'd love to help that you haven't gotten to yet? Just because we, we have worked with a lot of the biggest ones, like United Way, which is one of the biggest. We've worked with a lot of those big players. I would probably have to say, like, we haven't worked directly with the Trevor Project, but I think that would be a really kind of fantastic one for us to work with, so. Awesome. What else do you want to share that I haven't thought to ask you? Well, you already asked about people wanting to get into this line of work. I would just say that it is possible, but it may take a longer, like, I happen to be very lucky in terms of stumbling into it, but I would look at that, that, well, it wasn't pure luck because we had already been doing a good deal of work and so we had credentialed ourselves as this is a place where you're going to make interactive experiences for kids you go to these guys so i would look at yourself and just say what is it that you do that you are an expert at, expert at position better than anybody else out there and if you truly have a passion around kind of working with social impact concerns then look at who is it that could best benefit from this kind of work like if you really are just doing direct marketing all day long trying to get people to buy pillowcases or whatever like a lot of these nonprofits don't have that experience and especially if you're doing digital direct buys and uh, commerce sales they would totally appreciate that there are so many nonprofits that are selling swag and material or even kind of guides and things like that that they would love to have that kind of consultative experience so really kind of burrow down on what it is that you're an expert at and see how you can pitch it that is great advice. We know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some time with us. For our folks who are watching who may either have a cause they're passionate about that should be talking to you, or our folks who are nonprofits or on the, sit on the board of those, where should we send them to talk to you? What's the best place? Helpgood.com has everything, has all our social channel links, email, everything. So Awesome. Well, this has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Michael Belavia of helpgood.com. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.
Thanks to everybody for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>